Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 169. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer technology. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. And if you found us for the very first time, we're glad you did. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And this week, we're going to talk about Norton's new security premium service. Android market share slumps in Australia. And we chat to Sony Mobile's Australian boss, John Featherstone, about the new Xperia Z5 range and how they'll take on Apple and Samsung. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at the new Bose SoundTouch 10 wireless speaker, the Tech 21 smartphone cases, and the Belkin stand that can charge both the iPhone and the Apple Watch at the same time. And we'll finish it off with the Tech Guide help guests. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Plenty to talk about, so let's jump straight in. Well, Norton, and I should point out they are one of the sponsors of the Tech Guy podcast, they have released a brand new product, the Norton Security Premium. Now, this is designed to provide protection across all your devices. Now, typically people think about uh, antivirus software, internet security software, uh, any kind of online protection, and they only think about computers, desktops, laptops. But in this age where smartphones and tablets are in use as much, if not more, than PCs, then these are also online as well. So then these devices need protecting as well. Well, After all, they are little mini computers that we carry around with us anyway. And these have become the new frontier for cyber criminals. They're targeting these devices. So uh, it makes sense for this new service, and it's available for one device and up to 10 devices, uh, for 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 this, this service to include those other mobile devices, whether it's a Mac, whether it's a PC, whether it's an Android or iOS device, this new Norton Security Premium will cover all bases. Now, it's it's a pretty old consideration when, when you when you think about internet security software. What one thing that that a lot of people still think it's all about is viruses. Now that is part of it, but the dangers online have evolved somewhat since uh, the, the, those original thoughts a few years ago. It's not just viruses anymore. There are other threats that are on the that are online. One of them is ransomware. This is a growing problem, and this is literally where your computer and its files can be held to ransom. So you, you may turn on your computer one day and find out it's completely locked off. You can't access any of your files, and there's a message from a hacker saying, if you want to see those these files ever again, you need to pay me X amount of dollars. This exists. It's called ransomware. But if you have internet security software, this type of danger goes away. So... 
it's very important, and it's alarming to think that there are people who have, are using computers that are connected to the internet who don't have internet security software. It is frightening. All you're doing is exposing yourself to these dangers. Other other threats include things like phishing. Now, this is a, a method of cyber criminals and hackers to try to trick you into giving up your information. For example, you may find an email that you would swear looks like it's from your bank. So it's got the logos, it's got all the official look and feel of an email that maybe your bank would send you. But in the email, it's saying things like, oh, listen, there's been an error in our system. Uh, your account's been locked. To unlock your account, please uh, click on the link and fill out the form. Now, if you, you click on a link, you'll probably be taken to a site that you'll swear looks like your bank's site. That's the tr sort of trouble they go to, these cyber criminals. And it'll convince you, uh, to, if you, if you go through with it, of course, to type in your username and password. And by doing that, you've just handed your credentials, your, your important and private information to a cyber criminal. These are things we need to be vigilant about. These are the things we need to be careful of. Another danger is malware being served up th through a browser. This, this drive-by downloads, they call it, where you may visit, if your computer is unprotected and you visit a, an affected site, there is a good chance that the reason that site exists is to implant and uh, and install different types of malware on your device, whether it's a, a, a remote key logger, whether it's uh, you, your computer becomes part of what they call a botnet, so it's a, a, it's a, it's a way for your computer to be used uh, to attack other computers and other big systems. Uh, these are the threats that are out there online. So we really need to take precautions here. This new service, it starts at fifty nine ninety five. That protects one device for up to 12 months. Uh, and then you can pay up to one ninety nine ninety five per year. And that protects 10 devices, including, as we mentioned, Windows, Mac computers, laptops, iOS, and Android smartphones and tablets. Now, the reason Norton uh, is, is among the number one internet security software providers is because they do a lot of work in the background. They're staying one step ahead of hackers. They've got, they analyze, they track more than 31 billion URLs and 1.7 billion web requests each day. 25 billion executable files, that's EXE files, are also examined so to, be, to ensure consumers, their customers are protected. So with this kind of work going on, it's only to your advantage to take to take that on board so that, for example, if you're about to visit a site that's, uh, that's not reputable, you'll, that'll be flagged. So the, the, the software will tell you, this is a dangerous site. We're not letting you go forward. Or, you know, or if, if there is some kind of a threat coming into your computer, Norton will drop the drawbridge on them and not let it into the computer. So... And at the same time, it's not affecting performance. The Norton Security Premium uh, has been voted uh, the the fastest internet security product, uh, scored 100% in the time to protect, which means even day one attacks. So that's a brand new malware, brand new virus, whatever it happens to be. These are blocked the very first day they appear. So it is more than just an antivirus 
It also helps keep all your own and your family's devices safe. Very easy to manage too. There is a dashboard that you can access so you can see what sort of uh, protection you're receiving and to add protection to new devices as well. But even on your mobile devices, if you're, for example, about to download an app, uh, this, the Norton Mobile Insights tool, has already claw- crawled through more than 200 Android app stores to analyze apps that may try to access your data, maybe share your data, take information off your device, maybe uh, placing ads in your notification bar or using up a lot of battery. So it d- does help to have that kind of insight as well. Norton, the security premium package is available now. And if you want to read more about it, you can do that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Okay, well, we've just seen the release of a new iPhone a couple of weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, but there was some research done uh, that ended in August. So the year ending August 2015, the Kantar World Panel measured mobile operating system adoption around the world. And what it found was very interesting here in Australia. In Australia, Android's market share at the end of August 2015 stood at 53.1%. Now, cast your mind back 12 months ago, that percentage was actually 64.3%. So that's a drop in one year from August 2014 to August 2015 of 11.2%. Now, Apple has taken up most of that slack. So in the same time period, Apple went from 29.3% in August 2014 up to 37.8% in August 2015. That's an increase of 8.5%. Now, a lot of experts uh, agree that there were a lot of users once the iPhone 6 was launched. You've got to remember the iPhone 6, these figures go back from August to August 2014. iPhone 6 was released September uh, 2014. And, of course, has been selling very well up until August 2015. And you have to remember that these were the first iPhones that had larger screens. Now, one of the reasons why people either didn't buy an iPhone or left iOS to buy Android was one of the main reasons was because they wanted a larger display. Now that when Apple released the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus that kind of took that option off the table. So there are a lot of people not only staying in the iOS ecosystem, but also being drawn from Android to iOS with Samsung and Sony, the biggest losers here in terms of customers switching from their devices to the iPhone. But in the US, interestingly, Android continues to dominate pretty well. It still dominates in Australia, just just not by not as much. But Android sat at 64.4% in 2014, iOS 30.5%. A year later, Android in the US has actually grown to 66.9%, and iOS has actually dropped to 28.4%. This is in the US. Very interesting how Australians must love iOS. Uh, US, obviously, Android is still very dominant. But interestingly, there was one other. There was a, another smartphone OS that saw some growth in Australia year on year, uh, and it, that is Windows Phone. 
It went from 5.1% at the end of August 2014 to 7.4% at the end of August 2015. Now, this can be attributed to the anticipation of Windows 10 on mobile devices, the hope that the current device can be upgraded to Windows 10. And just last week, we saw Microsoft release three Lumia smartphones that will run the same Windows 10 operating system as the tablets and computers in the range as well. So I reckon next year's figures from the Kantar wall panel for Windows Phone are going to be very, very interesting indeed. If you want to check out all of those stats, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Well, this week, the Sony Xperia Z5 family of smartphones have gone on sale. They had a launch in Sydney last week. And I managed to catch up with Australian Sony mobile boss, John Featherstone, about these devices and the, 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 what they're going to do with Sony mobile, what they're, they're going to do to, to try to take some market share off Apple and Samsung. So I, I asked the hard questions. I was thinking, look, how do you convince someone to go from Apple or Samsung to Sony mobile? Uh, I should point out before we jump into that interview that these new devices, uh, the Xperia Z5 Compact, the Xperia Z5 uh, are available this week. The Xperia Z5 Premium will be available in a month. So what, uh, what, what with the Z5 Compact, that's got a 4.6-inch display, Xperia Z5 a 5.2 full HD display, and that Z5 Premium has a 4K display, the first smartphone with a, smart, with a 4K display, as a matter of fact. The other features that all these devices have in common uh, is an octa-core Qualcomm Snapdragon processor and a 23-megapixel camera, camera with super fast autofocus, optical image, stabilization, throw in the fact that they're also waterproof and dustproof and have a two-day battery life. Now, these look very impressive on paper and side-by-side with Apple's latest devices and even Samsung's devices, none of these features, uh, none of their features can compare to the sort of features that the new Xperia Z5 uh, smartphones can offer. So with that in mind, I asked John, John Featherstone, the boss of Sony Mobile in Australia, what are your chances, the Sony Mobile chances, of growing your market share in Australia with these devices? Here's what he had to say earlier. Well, hi, John. Thanks for joining me. We're uh, exciting times. The Xperia Z5 is finally here, available next week. Sony Mobile must be very excited to have these in the market finally. Yeah, we are very excited, and uh, certainly when anyone asks me what are the key things we're looking you know, about the products that are different, it's certainly around the camera technology, which you've just seen, and the stamina and the design. So uh, we're really proud, and these products we'll, we'll expect you to do very well. Absolutely. Well, I, I did see uh, that, was, that was, it was an excellent presentation, actually, comparing it to what's out there. I kind of like, I really loved how you use brand A and brand S, and everyone was <laughs> yeah. scratching their heads. I wonder what they're talking about. But it was a, it was a great demonstration, just, like, like just comparing the different features and... It was very impressive to see that you actually ticked the box in every single category. Mm. So what's the, the this it's it's a challenge then for Sony Mobile then to convince people that you know forget those other brands were the one to go to. How do you convey that to customers? Yeah, that's a good question and I think part of the the challenge has been for everyone in the industry is around the fragmentation in the market. So there's lots of brands popping up everywhere. For us we still need to play to Sony's strengths. So, you know, with the products you've seen with the Z5 series, the strengths clearly are around the camera design, particularly around the sensor capability. 
you know, that uh, capturing in the blink of an eye things like that that are very important to people Absolutely. and we need to dial that up that's yeah. our challenge and also the fact that you can go you know up to two days battery life and on a 4k screen as well uh-huh. so uh, we're thinking those things are what's really important but you're right we need to dial that up so people mm-hmm. need to know about all these great features yeah well just just my observations as a as a tech commentator and a writer mm-hmm. is that the smartphone market um obviously there's apple mm-hmm. and there's samsung mm-hmm. and is it is it hard to convince for example uh, an apple customer to say look you know you know your iphone our phones are much better how how do you con- how do you convince that customer who's kind of embedded in the Apple ecosystem to make that switch? Yeah. Is that the challenge you guys are up for? Sure, I and mean, that's one of them. I think what we've done in the past, um, if you recall on earlier products, uh, we've tried to make that transition easy. So you know, with uh, syncing up and nominating applications and moving them over to try and make that uh, uh, an easy transition. Mm-hmm. And you're right, because it's not so much the device, it's the ecosystem that they're wedded to, and, you know, mm-hmm. kids have come through on iPods and then they're using the, the handsets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what we're trying to do is, and not only that, we're aiming at a very high-end device. Mm-hmm. So people are looking at, you know, the camera functionality. Um, that's the challenge, dialing that up. But we're trying to make the transition across very simple. Mm-hmm. But in, in the, uh, let's talk about the Android market, for example. Sure. And I think it's no secret that Samsung's had a bit of a disappointing year, let's say. Yeah. It's just, just going by the figures, the, the expectations and the projections were kind of below what they were aiming for. Mm-hmm. Do you see that there's a, an opening there for you guys to sort of tr- try to assume that position to at least know that there is a possibility that Sony Mobile could climb up the ladder in, the, in light of what happens to, what's happened to Samsung? Look, I think there is an opportunity for Sony. I think, um, as we've, uh, you know, we've mentioned before, the issue with the Android space is it is very fragmented, so there's lots of people turning up. Mm-hmm. The difference is, though, we're, we don't have the range that Samsung has, so we're not mm-hmm. looking at multiple devices. We're yeah. concentrating on a certain space. Sure. So to get the you know, basic volume, mm-hmm. um, that's unlikely, but mm-hmm. certainly in the high-end category where the Z range fits, uh, and then the next range under that, the M range, uh, certainly we have, um, we've had good performance and we, we think we have a shot. Absolutely, because I, was, I think uh, it would be easier to attract a customer who's already an Android user to your platform as well. So with that in mind, how is, the mar- is there any marketing that, that's, been, that's been worked out yet? How are you going to sell this to customers here in Australia? Sure. I mean, we'll do the standard above the line and um, you know, digital marketing. The other thing that we do very well is around Xperia Lounge. So that's your you know, onboard, and I guess you'd call it like a loyalty program. But really what it does is it dials up things that are unique to Sony. So in the past, we've offered things like free movies and, you know, it could be PlayStation offers and things like that. So we'll continue to dial that up because, mm-hmm. you know, we want the experience with Sony to be a positive one. And that's not just from mobile, that's right across. And things like Xperia Lounge really differentiate us. Sure. Uh, and they're the things that are very important. So it's not about going head to head who can throw the most money at the TV. <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll be a tough battle. Uh, and to be honest, yeah, the, the brands you've mentioned, they've found that hard. It hasn't given the results. Yes. So we need to be smart around it, and it's more about you know, customers for life and earning their loyalty, not yeah. buying loyalty. Yes. That's the importance. And we think things Very like lounge and having the right products sure. is what's going to make the difference. Okay. Let's talk about the products themselves. Now, the Z5 Premium has really caught my eye, and not because of the chrome finish <laughs> that uh, was allegedly the mirror you used to put your makeup on. Yeah. So that's, uh, <laughs> let's make that clear. The 4K screen. Yeah. Now, people are going to say, do you really need a 4K screen on a phone? Mm-hmm. Is that necessary? 
What's your answer to that question? Do you know when it, we first were producing it and uh, I got to look at it, I said the same. So it's like, can you really see it? Yeah. Um, when you actually use it, and I don't know if you, you've seen the devices have, there yourself. Yeah, yeah. love it. It yeah. does stand out. It does. And I think one of the important things are we're now transitioning to a 4K world even in the standard TV space. Yep. We look at these screens more than TVs. So the facts are you know, we're switching the thing on, as I said, 100 times a day. What we believe is why would you compromise from the screen technology? And it really stands out, right? So things like when you're accessing your album, uh, video and all that, by taking standard video and also optimising and enhancing it, it brings it up to a 4K quality, mm -hmm. um, you really have to see it. And, again, that's linked to the things that you were mentioning. That's the challenge. People need to be able to see it, see it demonstrate, and then they'll understand the difference. And uh, in terms of... Uh people being able to have, like to, I think you mentioned Xperia Lounge but customers getting into stores and getting this in their hands mm. you don't you don't have a, as wide a chain of stores as Apple or even Samsung have experience stores mm -hmm. there are Sony stores but sure. how is this going to be how are you going to get this in the customer's hand to make that sale well, from our side, yeah, you're right. There are a hand, handful of uh, Sony stores, but it's really about working with our partners, mm -hmm. so the operators yep. uh, who we have a good relationship with and also the retail partners. And what's interesting is, and it's, it's really positive, we've got some of the leading retailers saying, we're glad Sony's doing this, and they're really excited about the range. Um, what surprised me is, uh, again, you know, when you're saying about 4K, we're thinking most of the retailers will say standard, but they're saying, hey, you've got a real space here. And they're trying to dial up, you know, the 4K. Mm -hmm. And they also love the idea of the compact, that yes. product without compromise. Yeah, yeah, you stick true, in your jean pocket. Yeah. You Not get everyone wants a big screen, do they? They're no, like, they yeah. don't. And mm -hmm. so you don't have to compromise. Yeah. And it's things like that that we're okay. finding, particularly the electric, um, electronic retailers, yes. are really appreciated. And uh, I, I do, just mentioning Apple and Samsung again, it seemed to me that, that Samsung made, uh, I think, in my opinion, a bit of an error getting rid of the micro SD card slot. Hmm. I think you guys must have been doing cartwheels when they did that. <laughs> uh, and Apple, of course, they've never had it and never will have it. Hmm. So I think do you, I think that's really important feature to have on a phone hmm. and could be a, a deal breaker for some customers. Is that how you guys feel as well? For me personally, uh, I I do use it. So, for instance, you know, I swap um, the micro SD, but it's about storing. So it's, I've got a combination. It's that... Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned. It's a safety of storing the music, <laughs> yeah. uh, storing the photos. I link the photos back up you know, and back them up in the cloud, but I like the idea of being able to transport that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, again, maybe I'm getting a little old, but, you know, and it, it's true. It's the older you are, the more you want to store and keep yes, stuff. Course, yeah. If we were talking to our kids, that's just loaded up into the cloud. Mm -hmm. I think, particularly on, by having that capability, it caters to a broader range mm. of customers. And, of course, it doesn't hurt having expandable memory when you've got a 23-megapixel camera. The, the file sizes would be pretty decent, so you can take Correct. pretty big photos, right? Correct. Uh, and, and what about, well, just one last question, uh, Apple's pricing on the iPhone 6S, 6S Plus were considered by everyone to be really high. Yeah. Everyone thought, wow, that's expensive. And, you know, you could blame the Aussie dollar weakening. Mm -hmm. But I, I just saw your pricing, uh, which seems obviously a lot less than the iPhone. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that, that's obviously part of the, the marketing to sort of bring people to the table is that your pricing seems better bang for your buck. Sure. And I think, to be honest, um, you know, we've worked closely on that. Um, I mean, I think since we launched the, uh, well, back when the Z3, the 
yeah, exchange rates probably move, what, 23 cents, 24 mm. cents. It's a huge Amazing. hike. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want to pass that on to the customers. Uh, so, you know, with psychologically, they have a sort of price in their, in their head. And, and so we've tried to be able to provide all that value, you know, the better camera, all that capability, uh, the fact that you, know, you really have got a um, you know, high, high definition uh, audio capability as well. Mm. So all of that in there, we feel it at the right price point. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, John, good luck with these new devices, mate. I'm very impressed. Really appreciate your time. Thanks again. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And Netgear's just released the Nighthawk X4S AC2600 Wi-Fi VDSL ADSL modem router. Now, this is perfect for connected Aussie homes. Netgear's latest addition to the Nighthawk family is a high-performance piece of kit specifically built for streaming, gaming, and connected homes with lots of devices. The Nighthawk X4S, or D7800, will deliver AC Wi-Fi speeds of up to 2,600 megabits per second and supports both ADSL and VDSL connections. It's the first modem router on the market to support the latest Wave 2 Wi-Fi technology with quad stream on both bands with multi-user, multi-in, multi-out capability. This means maximizing connection speeds for faster streaming, gaming, and less buffering. So if your household loves streaming Netflix, online gaming, and has multiple devices, check out the new Nighthawk X4S Wi-Fi modem router from Netgear. Search D7800 at netgear.com. Dot au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. First up on our Tech Guide reviews is a brand new Bose SoundTouch 10 speaker. Now, this is the latest in the SoundTouch family of speakers. There's already the SoundTouch 20 and the SoundTouch 30, which were actually released, the first versions of them anyway, a couple of years ago. The Bose SoundTouch 10 is the entry-level wireless speaker, uh, the smallest wireless speaker, but can seamlessly integrate with these existing speakers. Now, it's got both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi on board. The originals, the original SoundTouch speakers only had Wi-Fi. So with Bluetooth, you can obviously pair one-to-one, that's pretty good if you're in the same room and within range. But with Wi-Fi on board, you can create multi-room audio like never before. Now, the Bose SoundTouch 10 is a fairly small speaker, but as is Bose's signature, it creates quite a large sound from a relatively small speaker. And by small, I mean it's only 22.2 centimeters high, 14.1 centimeters wide. So it's not massive, but it does manage to produce that massive, massive sound. So, and, and with that small size, it's got a very small footprint, so very easy to, for you to position them all over your home. And as I said, they do play nicely with the SoundTouch 20 and the SoundTouch 30. Now, it's powered by the SoundTouch app, and there are six presets on the app, and, on, and those corresponding buttons are on the device. So, for example, if you've got a favorite album, radio station, artist, you can actually drag and 
drop that into the preset on the app, and then all the presets that you choose with the app for those particular speakers will have those those presets programmed automatically. So it's just a matter of you. If you want to hear, say, preset one, which may be an internet radio station or a new album, you simply go up to any of the sound touches on your network press number one on top of the device and it will instantly start start playing. It's like turning on a light switch. It is that easy. Now, these devices, the SoundTouch 10 is available now. It's priced at $299 and the SoundTouch 20 Series 3 and SoundTouch 30 Series 3 have also been released and they are $499 and $799 respectively. These are bigger speakers, stereo speakers, uh, so they, this comprises the SoundTouch family. The Bose SoundTouch 10, it's a little ripper. If you want to check it out, it's at techguide.com.au. Now, why do we buy smartphone cases? I'll tell you why. We need to protect our devices. Now, there's plenty of them on the market that can claim to give you shockproof, make it uh, protect it from drops and falls and all these kinds of things. But how many actually do it and how many are so bulky that it's not even worth having? Well, Tech21 is a company that's produced a unique protection material, uh, this this patented shock-absorbing material called Flex Shock. Now, this material is able to absorb force and dissipate it uh, across across the case to lessen the, for, the force of impact on your device. They've just released a new iPhone 6S and iPhone 6S Plus cases. Now, you'll see this material is actually injected into the edges of the case. So what normally happens when you drop your phone? It normally lands on the corner, on the edge. So what this material does, it dissipates that material. And I can vouch for how strong it is because I did, I've been using these for a couple of weeks, I did drop my phone several times and picked it up expecting the worst and it was okay. And in fact, even worse than that, I I took a tumble, landed backwards uh, when my phone was in my back pocket, my iPhone 6S Plus in my back pocket inside a Tech 21 case. I landed really heavily on my bum, got up and thought, oh, my phone is just going to be in pieces. It was unscathed. So Tech 21, this new material used to be only available. You may have seen these in the stores. That material, that flex truck material used to only be available in orange. Well, now there are several different colors available and also several different models. There's the Evo Elite range, which you can buy to actually match the colors of the iPhone. So space gray, silver, and gold. There's the Evo Mesh Sport Case and the Evo Mesh Case. And these are available in blue, green, pink, black, and white. So you can choose whether you want a clear, back a mesh black and the different colors around the edges which is that four shock the flex shock material uh, can also be inside those cases as well it is worth it to buy a decent case that will protect your device and the beauty of the flex shock material is that it is uh, 30% thinner and 60% lighter than competitor products that are offering the same level of protection last thing you want to do is to put a massive case around a thin sleek device such as the iPhone 6s and 6s plus Tech 21 allows you to put a pretty sleek case on a sleek device and offer the same level of protection. Now, these cases are valued at $59.95. They're the mesh cases, and the elite cases are $69.95. And if you want to check out some pictures, you can do that. Techguide.com.au. 
keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Now, those of you who are both iPhone users and Apple Watch users, pay attention. Belkin have just released a new Belk the Charge Dock from Belkin. Belkin's Charge Dock was created actually in collaboration with Apple so that it would fit into their design style and in the Apple ecosystem. So not only can it charge your phone, the iPhone, it can also charge the Apple Watch at the same time, and that's just with a single cable running out of the back of the product. So I remember when the Apple Watch first came out, I heard people saying, great, there's just one other device I've got to remember to charge. Well, having a device like Belkin's Charge Dock really makes it easy, and it looks great. It's got a really sleek look, so it's got a rounded, heavy base, and it's got a solid metal arm with a chrome finish. So that metal arm does two things. Uh, For one, it holds up your iPhone. So there's a lightning dock, lightning connector on the base. And on the right-hand side is your Apple Watch charger. It's integrated, uh, that Apple Watch, the magnetic charger, into that that chrome arm so that you can actually put the watch and hang it from that magnetic charging plate. So with one cable running out the back, you are charging both the Apple iPhone and the Apple Watch. Really easy. Looks pretty cool as well, I have to say. There's even an adjustable dial on the back of the stand so you can adjust the height of the lightning dock connector so say you've got your phone in a case you can actually dial it up so that the lightning dock is a little bit higher and will go inside the case rather than you have to take the case off as is the case uh, with some other chargers but the Belkin charge dock has thought of all of it the cable out the back is 1.5 meters so it's easily going to reach from your desktop to a powerpoint and it is available now available from apple stores and other leading electrical retailers it's priced at 189 dollars and you can check it out at techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is also sponsored by Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online across all your devices. Did you know, though, do you know what your kids are up to right now on the internet? A recent survey survey by Norton showed that almost three quarters of Australian parents are in the dark when it comes to knowing what their children get up to online. Are you one of these parents? Helping your kids grow up in the digital age of social media, online stranger danger, and sexting and cyberbullying adds a new dimension to parenting. And Norton wants to help give you the tools you need to open up the conversation with your kids about online safety. Norton Family is a free online service that lets you keep tabs on where your kids go, what they do, and what they see online to help them develop good online habits. To learn more and to start using Norton Family for free, visit norton.com forward slash au forward slash protecting kids. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Uh, the Tech Guide Help Desk today is talking about recovering data from smartphones, and in particular, Samsung smartphones. I do uh, speak on uh, on 2GB, on my uh, our tech segment on a Wednesday on 2GB. A common question uh, is, uh, well, common problem is people, users saying that uh, suddenly they can't find their photos or other data on their Samsung handsets uh, and wondering on ways that they can retrieve it. 
Well, the good news is, and someone has, has kindly posted this on the Tech Guide forum, there is an app you can download to recover data from a Samsung phone. It's called the Cool Muster. Now, what happens here is that you uh, download this software, and it allows you. There's actually more than one. Coolmaster's one. There's another one called Phone Paw, which is an Android data recovery tool that works across all types of devices. Uh, there's also one called the Mobikin Doctor for Android. Uh, so what happens here is that you connect your phone to your computer, your PC, so connect it to your computer using a USB cable, launch the app, and as long as you connect your phone to the computer, the app should detect your device automatically. So what you enable here is the U- is the debugging on your phone. So you enable the USB de- debugging on your smartphone. So on your on your on your phone, all the data on your phone will be synced to your computer. So if you've done this already, it will do it uh, direct it to the next step automatically. It will scan for lost data on your phone. So if a request shows up, all you need to do is click allow, uh, and it will then allow the app to scan your phone to see if there is any of these deleted files or lost files that you can retrieve. It is a popular question, and if you want to read more about it, it is written uh, down written in our forum. Uh, we had a couple of people here talking about it on the forum just a couple of days ago. Uh, well worth you checking out the forum. Forum actually on Tech Guide is a great source of information. If you've got a problem or can help someone with a problem, that is where you're going to find it at techguide.com.au. And that is the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything that we've spoken about at techguide.com.au and we love to hear from you. So send us an email at info at techguide.com.au or get in touch with us at Twitter. I'm at Stephen Fennick with a Stephen spelt with a PH. I'd love to hear your, see your tweets. Special thanks too to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs and Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online across all your devices. Thanks for listening. Being Great having you with us once again, and we look forward to you joining us next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.